You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode number 53. Hey guys, I wanted to take a second to thank all my longtime listeners and to welcome all first time listeners to this podcast. It means a lot to me and it keeps me going to provide you more valuable content so you can live your healthiest life. Now, on to this episode. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness. Nutrition and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super knowledgeable and experienced certified health coach with us today. Her name is Claudia Braun. We will be talking about stress and emotional eating. So, without any delay, let me introduce you all to Claudia. Claudia, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready to make it happen. Awesome. Now, Claudia is an amazing person. We, we talked the other day.、Uh, she has a lot on her bio. So, I decided to allow her just to share a little bit more about who she is. So, Claudia, could you go ahead and get this started and share with us who you are and why are you so passionate about、uh, what you do? Sure, Eric. Thank you. Yes, I have been working in the holistic field for over 20 years and I. Have a passion really for helping women, particularly, but I do work with men as well, change their relationship with the way they eat and their relationship with food. And I have the educational background, but what I think makes me a little bit different is that I healed my own relationship with eating and my body. And so I bring to the work a combination of information that I gained through my training, but also through my own personal experience. And I came to be a holistic health coach through a bodywork practice. I was a Japanese massage、uh, shiatsu practitioner for 20 years. I taught yoga, owned a yoga studio, worked with essential oils for healing. So my passion really is helping people to live more fully in their life. And my belief is that. When we use food, it takes us away from the fullness of who we are. So, my approach is really a non diet approach to change the relationship and not just the food as the center. Excellent, excellent. You are really doing some great work. And as we talked about、uh, last time, you're in, you're, you have your hands in a lot of things.、Um, however, the, the main thing that I think we wanted to stress today was this. Uh, emotional eating, and especially during this period of time through the holidays and everything,、uh, the stress as well. So let's, let's get into that. But prior to getting into that, I almost forgot. Could you share with our audience what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? One cool, unique fact about myself. Well, I think that one、uh, thing that I find really cool is that I have been on this. A spiritual path for well over 20 years. I got into body, mind, spirit work before that term even existed. So I, I kind of feel kind of good about that. Excellent. Good. Very good.、Um, so let us dive right into this topic of stress and emotional eating, especially during this time, as we all know the holidays are coming as we record this. And so, what is it that you see, and how do you describe how you help? Uh, these people during this time? So, one of the things that I see is that holidays in particular bring up a lot of strain for people. 
holidays have a lot of hype on them. We have ideas of what it means to go home. We have ideas of what we think Thanksgiving should be. We have ideas of what Christmas should be. And sometimes what our ideal is isn't necessarily what our reality is. And so when we are in these experiences, it can end up feeling more stressful. And if we're hosting a holiday experience, it can feel like a lot of burden Although we want to do, we want to have people in our place, but suddenly it feels like we have so much more to do. And for people who struggle with eating, their way of coping is using food to soothe the pain. And when there's an emotional piece going on, maybe we're going to be with relatives that are hard for us to be with. Maybe we don't have the best relationships with them. Maybe we are kind of struggling in those relationships. Maybe we don't even like being around them. And so food can create a really great buffer and protect us and make it easier for us to be in the situation. So that's one of the things that I really see is something that people struggle with. And Thanksgiving is a holiday that's all about food. Mm -hmm. And for people who already have diet and food issues, there's food everywhere. So it makes it much more challenging to stay with what their commitment was of eating well for themselves. Hmm. I'm wondering, as far as like um, strategies and perhaps tips that you could share with us um, to reduce the stress and, and um, not get too emotional about these uh, events that are coming up, what, would you, how, what could you share with our audience and how to get through this? I'd say that um, there's a couple of things. One is is really just being honest with yourself about how it is for you to be in a situation, really acknowledging that, you know, actually I feel overwhelmed or actually I feel a lot of fear. I don't want to be around these people or a lot of insecurity. I, you know, they're, they're not that nice to me or whatever the feeling is. So it really helps to identify it because a lot of times we just end up eating and we don't know why we're eating. So that's one thing is to, you know, really encourage people to just, you know, take a stop and a pause and just, to ask yourself, what am I feeling? What's actually going on? So that's one thing I would suggest. The other thing that I would suggest is to make sure that you take care of yourself. A lot of times when we're in um, a stressful situation, we end up not doing the things we know make us feel good, which is maybe get enough sleep, uh, drink enough water, um, maybe go out and take a walk. So doing things that we know make us feel good, continue to do those things even though life feels more stressful at the time. And I would say the third thing that I would suggest is to enjoy the situation and see if you can take the emphasis off the food. Then you can actually enjoy the meal and not feel like you've eaten more than you actually really wanted to, and the next day feel really icky and bad about yourself because you didn't make good choices. Mm. So really going into all these events and the whole season, if you will, with a game plan, is that sort of what you're saying? Really, actually, that's, that's a really good way of putting it. Yep, going in with a game plan. And it really helps a lot to pre-think how to best take care of yourself, especially if you're somebody who knows every holiday season. And it's statistically, people gain about 10 pounds over the holiday. So it's, it's not a fantasy. It actually happens. So if you're somebody who knows what happens to you every year, to really step back and, as you said, a game plan. It's like, how are you going to do it differently this year? Because if there's no game plan, then you're going to repeat exactly what happened last year. Hmm. 
Now, real quickly, how, how would someone know if they are an emotional eater? It, it may sound uh, simplistic to say, well, what are the signs that you you noticed that that a person is an emotional eater? Eater, though. Sure. Um, so, an emotional eater is somebody who, when things are not going well, the first thing they think of is, "What can I eat?" Or of maybe things are going well and they start thinking, I'm going to reward myself and go buy some food. Or um, they're sitting at their computer too long and they start to feel kind of tired. They're like, oh, what can I go eat? So food seems to be the solution to no matter what you're feeling. That's usually a good sign and that's what I notice in my clients, that food has been there as more of an emotional component rather than just something that you know, I overeat occasionally. Hmm. And and so basically, if if somebody is always thinking about food uh, in certain situations, they could be an emotional eater, or is there something more to it? Yeah, that's it, really. When food becomes your answer and your solution for when things aren't going well, or they are, then you know that food is something more than just food. It's becoming, it's really used as to handle life. I see. Just as, you know, people who are nicotine dependent or alcohol dependent, they think about, I want to drink because I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens with food. You know, for people who are uncomfortable, they go to a party and they just start eating more food. It makes them feel safer. Mm -hmm. So food becomes the go-to and the answer and the solution. Now, is there such a thing as grabbing healthy food and not, um, I guess, gaining weight due to that? In other words, are there healthy choices that people can make instead of, you know, all the sweets or anything like that, you think? Definitely, there's healthier choices that people can make because sugar in itself is addictive. So making non-sugar choices for food is a great solution. Um but I have found that, you know, my clients who struggle with stress and emotional eating, it really doesn't matter what the food is. Uh, they can eat too much. They can eat too much of anything. Mm. So if stress and emotional eating is your issue, it's not really the food itself. It's about your relationship to the eating rather than the actual item of food. But there's no question that if you're not a stress and emotional eater, um, and even if you are, I mean, obviously making healthy choices is great for anybody. It, it makes you feel better. It's going to make your outlook on the holiday. It, it's not going to affect your mood in the same way that sugar and um, over-processed foods or a lot of carbohydrates are going to make you feel. They're not going to have you feel weighed down in the same way. But my experience is that with my clients who are stressed emotional eaters, they could, you know, overeat on anything, even if it's a healthy food. Got it, got it, got it. Um, what can people do to reduce stress over this uh, next two months, you think, though? Well, I would say, you know, kind of along the lines of what we talked about earlier is really having a game plan. And that would be breaking things down, really looking at, if you're having people over, how would you plan that so you don't feel like you're having to do everything the night before? Because that mm. puts a lot of stress. Because then already, you're, even though you're not doing it, your mind is probably focused and worried that you're not going to get it all done. Mm. 
So being able to break the tasks down that need to be done makes it makes it easier for our minds to absorb what the tasks are and then being able to be a little bit more strategic and not being overwhelmed that there's so many things to do and not enough time. Got it. Yeah. So that's the other thing um, I would say is also kind of letting go of whatever the fantasy is about what the holiday should look like and Mm. allowing yourself to show up to what it is because it's our mind that actually plays these tricks on us and makes us think we have to have the perfect family or we have to have the perfect holiday. And it's (laughs) really, you know, somewhat of a hallmark thing. And it's not based on actually the experience of being in the holiday of just connecting with people, which is really what the essence of a holiday is, is being with people that we care about. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, uh, you know, you, you or even my audience probably can relate to those times when family members just, I don't know, it, people get weird sometimes over these holidays and people aren't who they usually are. And and it's just odd sometimes to, to experience those things. And, and totally, I, I agree with what you're saying. Just this fantasy, I guess, we have to uh, self-correct ourselves or something, right? Right. I mean, there's just some idea that we have to be acting like somebody else or some idea we have of what this holiday should look like as opposed to just it's really just another day and we've all come together to celebrate and that's all it is it's really you know we're sharing a meal together we put a lot of effort into it for those who have made food and really allowing ourselves to be present to the experience as opposed to the fantasy because that's just going to mess everything up, right? It makes our thinking weird. We start thinking we should be different than everybody. You know, it's just like there's no real connecting happen. And then walking away going, God, I'm glad that's over. Like, <laughs> that's so much fun. I'm glad it's over. Exactly. exactly. Now, um, just curious, in, in your opinion, because um, a lot of people make excuses during this time of the year that they cannot exercise and work out or stay active somehow because they have all these other things to do. Uh, how do you address that with people? Sure, and that's you know definitely something that is your specialty as well. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things I do when I work with my clients is we do a lot of I do a lot of problem solving with them. So people also tell me, you know, when I work with them, I don't have time to make meals. But then we we break it down. We discover that's actually not true. So we have an idea that we have so much to do, there's not enough time. But then when we actually look at actual schedules and, you know, what we have to do during the day, most of us can find, we can find 20 minutes, we can find 15 minutes, we can find 30 minutes, which maybe that means we go out and take a walk. Maybe that means we do a yoga class at home. Maybe that means that we do Pilates at home or we you know, meet up with a friend that we've been wanting to see and instead of going for a meal, we go for a walk. So I really encourage my clients to get creative and look at their schedule in a very different way and seeing where in that schedule you can put in something that you know is important to you. Because if a really great friend came to town who you really wanted to see, you'd make time for them. And I really encourage people right, to look at their schedules in that way that this is a really important appointment with yourself. So my work is really encouraging my clients to prioritize themselves, which usually they don't do. Mm, 
good point good point you know i can remember um i guess i, I was teaching this idea of uh, different kinds of workouts for different seasons of the year and that during this season this is the time for those no time workouts <laughs> and, and yeah. just, just go to those and when you have time you have those i have time workouts so uh, I, I kind yeah, of teach that as well. Great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm. I love that. I love that. There's no time workout. What a great concept. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, usually, <laughs> at least from my viewpoint, you may too, Claudia, to advocate the 60 minute uh, time slot to get a workout in, right? And, and so obviously that is not going to happen during these times of this season. Right. It's so you know hectic and everyone's doing different things and all these things. And then, so we have to adjust and be, be, um, I guess, okay with the non 60 minute workout and whatever that is, we have to create something that allows us to, to still stay active. And that's sort of what I was teaching. I still teach it. I, I love that concept. And I, one of the things I do in addition to doing health coaching is I also teach private yoga and so I always tell my clients that if you can do 15 minutes a day, that's a really great way to keep a yoga practice going. Yeah. And so very much similarly, and I really like the two words that I really took from what you said, adjusting and allowing. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is the thing that throws most of my clients off is that when their schedule changes, they don't adjust. They think it should be exactly the way it was. And since they don't adjust, then everything gets thrown out the window that they knew was good about taking care of themselves. Right, right, right. It's sometimes people are all or none, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And it really is that kind of, um, you know, it's kind of that pill mentality that if I take a pill, I'll feel better. But instead of doing the work, and that's really kind of what I, from my perspective, is what I encourage my clients to do is to be more in the process of it as, you know, eating and taking time to exercise and taking time for self-care is about being in a process, not about taking a pill to feel better. It's about mm-hmm. learning how to live differently. Yeah, yeah. And I think that going into this season and, and just knowing um, we may not have time, we're going to have extra stress due to, you know, things that are out of are out of our control and so forth. I think that is, right. you know, all in a part of the game plan. I think that we just kind of went over a little earlier. Um, I know that uh, you're into the massage, uh, shiatsu, right? And um, Correct. you're also into the essential oils and, you know, using the smell um, idea. Um, can you yeah. go into that a little bit? Sure. Um so our sense of smell is connected into the limbic part of our brain. And you probably know this. Um, so the limbic part of our brain is connected to our emotional center, which can also be helpful around the holidays, especially when we're under so much stress. The really cool thing about an essential oil, it's a plant and flowers. There's nothing, there's no chemicals added to it. And when people say their fragrance, their problems with fragrances, it doesn't include an essential oil because it's not a fragrance. It's actually a plant. Uh, so it's very different. But when you smell it, it goes up into your brain. So it has an ability, um, like a simple oil, like a lavender, has an ability to calm somebody down. And within 60 seconds, so less about a minute, it can very much change someone's experience. And I use essential oils on myself. I recommend it to my clients. Um, every oil 
I liken essential oils to people. Every essential oil has a different specialty and has something that it's intended to do, just like, you know, we are. And then essential oils, like humans, are very complex. They can also do a lot of different things. So they can be used for multiple purposes. But it's pretty amazing when you smell an oil or apply it topically, it has an ability to calm down so your autonomic nervous system you automatically start relaxing. And when we're so stressed, we're, you know, usually we're out of our body. We've gone up into our head. We're filled with anxiety and fear. And what the oil can do is drop us back into our bodies so we start to we can breathe again. We actually can remember like, oh, yeah, I'm breathing and I feel present and it's not so bad. I can, I can handle these things. So I recommend essential oils uh, to most of my clients. I, like I said, I use them for multiple purposes and I use them a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of therapeutic oils because they can be used in so many different ways. Uh, are you using them in your massage therapy, you said? I use them in my, um, my shiatsu practice. I also recommend them to my health coaching clients as a way to kind of do what I suggest, you know, what we were just talking about is to have an oil with them and to be able to, you know, have that good feeling stay with them so that they can actually use it for therapeutic benefits, have it be a more relaxing experience. So if during the course of their day, they start to feel stressed or kind of jangled, they can use the oil to bring them back. Mm. So, so walking in, I think I said this the other day, it's kind of like walking into a movie theater and smelling the popcorn. It kind of makes you change your mood, doesn't it? It does. Or, you know, anybody has the experience, right, of like walking, you know, past a fragrance counter, which is a, fra- you know, chemical, um, but walking past a fragrance counter, maybe like, oh my God, that smells just like my grandmother, or oh my God, that smells like my first boyfriend. You know, it's like <laughs> our sense of smell brings us right into our memory, an emotional place. It just bypasses everything else we are thinking about. Mm. So, so, so how- it's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm assuming you have a workshop or you teach how, pe- how to use essential oils? I do. I teach people. Um, I do teach people how to use oils. Um, I actually I sell oils. Um, so I I try to. I always tell my clients that when I you know when you get an oil, I always you know I kind of come with it. But I do um, I do educate people on how to use oils for for well being really to help mm-hmm. help you feel better in your life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Good. Good. Um, we'll get all that contact information a little bit later. We're a little bit over twenty minutes, and it goes pretty quick. So just had the last few questions for you. Is that okay, Claudia? Absolutely. Awesome. <clears throat> right, let's get some water in you. <laughs> but, I know. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm losing my voice. This is so not good. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, you see, you're doing some amazing work with uh, these people and so forth. And, uh, yes, this time of the year is very emotional, uh, a lot of stress and so forth. <clears throat> um, and, and you've given us uh, some great tips and so forth. Um Overall, who who do you think would be great clients for you to see during this time? Besides these people who may have uh, a lot of stress or are being emotional eaters, who who else would be great clients for you? Well, I find my clients tend to be people who have had a history of dieting, that they've been on a lot of diets throughout their life, maybe as a young person, and they've, they've done a lot of yo-yo dieting. Maybe they've lost 10 pounds, but then they find that afterwards, within a short period of time, they gain back 10 more. They lost mm-hmm. 10, but now they've gained 10 more. So they're um, people who have had a history of weight loss and of 
putting more weight on a history of being on a multiple of diets. So I find my clients, as I tell them, are, are people who cannot follow a quote-unquote diet. Because I always say, if diets worked, they would not need me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's, not their, that's not their experience. You know, I, I am someone I recently started working with. She had hired a business coach to help double her business income, which she did. She doubled her business, and then she had hired somebody to help uh, declutter her place, which she did. And she was feeling really good about it. But she realized when it came to food and eating, she was not doing well in that area. And so she knew that she needed help, and so she hired me. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm interested in working with people who have found that it's an area of their life they feel a lot of frustration, they feel a lot of shame, mm. um, maybe humiliation. Um, I frequently, when I talk to my clients, they're, they're really um, humiliated because usually they're people who are very successful in other areas of their life, but when it comes to food and eating, which you know, to people who don't struggle with this, they're like, what's the problem? It's just food. But when you have the issue, it's a bigger deal than just, it's just food. So those are people that I really can make a difference with. Nice. Excellent. Um, I was going to say that, um, you know, overweight people would be like the, the, the simple, easy answer, but they're not always overweight, right? No, they're not. In fact, I had a woman uh, reach out to me and said, you know, can you help me? I really struggle with mindless eating and I don't want to. And if you looked at her, she's, a, she's you know, she's got a really lovely uh, presence and um, she's in good shape, but she doesn't like it because she does mindless eating and then the next day she feels horrible. So it's not the weight so much. It's really more of how people feel in their body and it's about how they feel about what they're doing with food. And if it doesn't feel that it's healthy and that they can change it on their own, those are the people I want to work with. Excellent. And there's a, one of the things that I didn't mention is that I, I also work with people around changing their emotional relationship to food, which um, I'm really excited about. It's something I started recently incorporating. Uh, I've gotten trained in a technique that helps people uh, desensitize themselves. So, mm. Um, it helps to take out the emotional charge that people have and they actually get to experience it, the feelings, in a much more relaxed way instead of having to be um, escalated and have to use food because they're so um, anxious about it. Mm. I'm assuming that that will help someone make better food choices too? Is that really the idea? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Make better food choices and then they feel a lot happier about themselves too. Awesome, awesome. Um, getting really close to the end. Uh, just the last few questions here, Claudia. You've been great. Awesome information, information, and I know my audience is really going to love it. Um, could you summarize for us your philosophy about health and wellness now? Sure. I, you know, one of the things I say is that health and wellness is really about making small incremental changes over time to have a lifetime of change. So it is my passion, (laughs) right? That's that's great. That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then um, do you have, you know, I know you gave some great tips in early on. Do you have additional uh, health and wellness tips that you could share with our audience that you didn't share? I would say that really the thing that I um, encourage people the most around, you know, stress and emotional eating is to get support and accountability and I, it's one of the things I feel like is the gift of the work that I do. But if you decide you don't want to hire me or someone like me, then, make sh- then get support in your life. Because 
what I find is that my clients are people who have struggled with this for a really long time on their own. And so getting support and accountability really is the game changer. Great. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and then how do people get a hold of you, Claudia, um, your workshops, your seminars? Um, wh- where do they find you? And then if you have any last piece of advice for our audience. So um, I'll give you my phone number and my website. My phone number is 847-492-0227. And I'm happy to offer anybody who is listening a complimentary session with me. I I spend 30 minutes on the phone with you, give you an opportunity to explore what's working, what's not working. And my website is livingmindfullyhealthcoaching.com. And I guess really the, um, you know, I really just to summarize all that I really said before is, you know, support, accountability, small incremental changes. And I would say, you know, giving yourself a lot of compassion as you're making these changes because things didn't get this way overnight. They do not change overnight. But having kindness and respect and appreciation for yourself in this process makes it so much more doable and a lot more fun great advice absolutely i truly believe in the uh, support slash community that you surround yourself with and hopefully they're all positive and uh, uplifting types of people that you uh, surround yourself with so i totally agree claudia this was amazing this was great uh, so much information and value i really really appreciate it we may have to do this again in the new year just to give everyone a yeah i love it and um i love it this would be um a, a good start to the new year, I think, if we did it again. I really appreciate yeah. it, Claudia. I will let you go. Have a great weekend, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Eric. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.